Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, We have some back episodes you can listen to. Just check them out at cruiseradio.net or search Cruise Radio in iTunes. Fresh off the Today Show on NBC, it's Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy. What's up, man? Hey, Doug. How you doing? So you were on NBC talking about these uh, Hollywood actors going crazy about Venice. Uh, Give us the scoop on this and why you were on there. Well, what was interesting is, you know, we know that this is just one of these ridiculous stories that, uh, you know, it's been kind of on and off, you know, off and on for the last uh, couple of years. And uh, last year, while we were all on uh, Carnival Sunshine, as we were pulling into Venice, uh, you know, some, you know, one of the lunatic fringe uh, guys decided <laughs> to uh, take a picture, doctor it up with Photoshop, and then make it appear as if the ship got way too close to St. Mark's Square. And get everybody up into an uproar. Well, mm-hmm. this story pretty much has kind of been dead for some time, but uh, it kind of uh, found its way back because we've got these um, unbelievable, you know, these these Hollywood celebrities uh, like Michael Douglas, Kate Blanchett, uh, <laughs> Michael Caine, uh, oh, Diane Moore, Harvey Keitel, Susan Sarandon, who signed this letter saying that uh, cruise ships should be banned from. Uh, Venice uh, altogether, and the, the the ridiculousness of this is that they are. I mean, to say uninformed is probably the nicest thing you could possibly say, because as we all know, that there is absolutely not one shred of scientific evidence available today that shows that any damage is being done by the cruise lines uh, ships uh, to the foundation of Venice, Italy, which, as anyone who's been there. Uh, can tell you that it's it's just one of the most beautiful, priceless uh, cities on the planet, and certainly deserves every possible protection. You know, I think but that Susan I, I, Susan Sarandon should be banned off our television sets because uh, was it Thelma and Louise and uh, Dead Man Walking and those movies she had out? But so, like, what what is, why are these people all, why are they up in arms? Like, what are getting these Hollywood actors so uh, hyped up about this? I mean, this is over a year ago. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think what, as you know, there's been um, they've they came out with the size of the ship requirements, and then they were postponed. And uh, I know that there's still a lot of negotiation, but it's 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 important for people to understand that the cruise industry itself is very uh, pro environmental in the sense of certainly looking after the oceans. The oceans are the bread and butter of this industry. And they're not going to do anything to purposefully harm the environment. Now, if there are better ways for them to improve their uh, business practices, uh, to become more environmentally friendly, to lessen their uh, environmental footprint, I, I totally believe that they're open to discussion on how improvements can be made. Sure. But banning, but banning the industry, or or saying that they should be, you know, these ships should be banned from being able to enter and sail past uh, St. Mark's Square is is depriving 
you know, 2 million, you know, cruise passengers. It's about 1.8 cruise passengers. Uh, 10,000 jobs are uh, owed to the cruise industry. And the cruise industry generates over half a billion dollars annually for Venice. Yeah. And limiting the size of the ships just doesn't have an impact for Venice, Doug. Mm -hmm. That it also negatively impacts other ports like Barcelona, Civitavecchia for Rome, Livorno for, um, Livorno for Florence and Pisa, uh, Dubrovnik, Croatia, uh, Messina, Sicily, uh, the Greek islands. I mean, anywhere that the cruise ship would include Venice on, all of those ports would be negatively impacted by a smaller ship with fewer passengers. So, Stuart, it looks like Costa Concordia is finally out of Gilio and uh, heading towards the scrapyard. What do you have on that? It, it is. It's it, it's it's been an amazing uh, it's been amazing to watch, Doug. As as the ship was actually raised, we finally saw the bow emerge uh, completely for the first time in two and a half years. Um, you know, just following the course of the ship on the map, that uh, it's south of uh, Pianosa, uh, heading west toward Corsica, and then it's going to head north to Genoa, and should be in Genoa. Uh, this weekend, it could be Sunday, it could be Monday. Uh, so far in the first day, it's already traveled about 45 miles, which considering they're going two miles an hour, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's an amazing engineering feat that they've accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carnival Magic, they're going to operate a series of four to six day cruises in the winter of 2015. Now, I, I find this interesting because uh, such a large ship, uh, I mean, it's like one of Carnival's largest ships out there. Why is it going to operate such short cruises? Aren't they usually using these big ships for these long cruises like seven and eight nights? You're absolutely correct. But what they're trying to do is they're going to be offering these four uh, six night sailings on Carnival Magic. Uh, to essentially be able to expose people that have not been on the newer ships, give, uh, that maybe not have a whole week uh, time right now, an opportunity to uh, experience all of these different, you know, the new stuff that they have on their ships. So this way, you know, these these people have a chance to go on one of Carnival's newest ships, get an idea what it's like. So this way, they may want to go on some of the uh, other ships and and maybe take a longer ship. And then, of course, with Carnival Triumph. Uh, it's been very successful with those 10 and 12 night sailings out of Galveston and San Juan. So they're going to continue that. So they're just going to be really op offering many different sailing options for people in, in Galveston. So this way they can uh, do some different itineraries. And you know the nice thing for Carnival and the passengers is that for the first time out of Galveston, this is the only way they can actually get to the Eastern Caribbean from a Gulf port course very sad over there in israel right now everything going on and you know a couple of weeks ago we talked about a cruise ship who had a, some missile debris on their deck what's the deal with cruise lines in israel are they staying away are they staying put they pulling out what's going on well uh, as we know in early uh, july shrapnel from a uh, missile that hit a rocket fell on board the ship as it was departing ashdod israel and uh, so at that point uh, aida is temporarily suspending its calls there and has since been followed by certain uh, sailings on Casa uh, region, as well as Oceana, while uh, currently uh, cruise lines like Holland America are still weighing their options to kind of see what is uh, on the horizon and whether they need to alter itineraries. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I mean, many of these sailings, Doug, are booked specifically because of their visits in both uh, Haifa and in Ashdod.
Very good. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Found at cruiseguy.com. Thanks, man. My pleasure, Doc. And now, Jim Grace, CEO of InsureMyTrip.com, discusses norovirus and the benefits of carrying travel insurance. Norovirus is a pretty contagious and sometimes dangerous stomach bug. Earlier this year, norovirus tore through a cruise ship, leaving more than 600 passengers sick. So it's a real big concern for cruisers. And cruise lines rarely offer much more than a voucher when this happens. Whereas travel insurance can really help you out, especially if your cruise is postponed, cut short, or canceled. For example, maybe you were stuck in your cabin for a few days and basically lost two days of your vacation after being quarantined. You can put in a claim for that. Or if you miss out on an excursion that you're already paid for, travel insurance can also help if you need medical care on the ship. It will also cover you if you need to be taken to a hospital. Or in an extreme case, the insurance will pay to fly you home for more advanced care. At InsureMyTrip, we offer a vast array of comprehensive travel insurance packages and can offer benefits if the norovirus hits your cruise. For more information on this travel insurance topic and others, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. This segment brought to you by LuggageForward.com. To experience doorstep to stateroom luggage delivery, visit LuggageForward.com. Use promo code CRUISERADIO for 5% off your first booking. We always love getting your cruise reviews here on Cruise Radio. If you have one you'd like to share with us, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Like Don Harlan did up in Greenville, South Carolina, he just returned from a 12-night sailing on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, and he joins us this evening. How's it going, Don? It's going great, Doug. How are you? Good. Thank you, my friend. Uh, so let's go back to before you left to go to Barcelona to embark this Serenade of the Seas, and uh, give us some ideas. What made you want to take this 12-night Mediterranean cruise? It was on our bucket list. We always wanted to do the Mediterranean, uh, British Isles, Northern Europe. And uh, the way we watch and shop for cruises uh, is we usually do about three cruises a year. One is a quick getaway, typical seven night to the Caribbean or New England or something like that. And then one of our major bucket list trips. And our bucket list trips, we uh, keep three of them in a queue all the time, and uh, we watch prices. We know what a typical price is, mm-hmm. you know what a good price is, and what we call it a bucket price. When it, when it goes <laughs> to the right price, it's time to book it. And it just turns out this one uh, came available right before we were sailing on Rhapsody in Honolulu, so we were able to book it on board there and get both the onboard booking credit and we got a having credit to our uh, travel agents. So we got a, one of our bucket list trips for a fantastic deal. Very good. Now, are, are you constantly, uh, are you just constantly going to like the Royal Caribbean website and checking for deals or what kind of method do you use for your research? 
I use another uh, online. It's uh, it's vacationstogo.com that, okay. that we use. You're in Greenville, and you embarked out of Barcelona, Spain. So uh, did you go straight from Greenville to Barcelona to the ship, or did you spend some pre-cruise time in Barcelona? Flew out of Greenville, but we spent uh, three nights pre-cruise in Barcelona. Ranged it all through the cruise line, through their choice air. Stayed at the Hotel uh, Condes de Barcelona just a couple of blocks off of uh, La Rambla. Mm -hmm. uh, excellent hotel, excellent service, excellent dining, <laughs> rooftop uh, yeah. dining in the evening and so on. Well, you did your three-day pre-cruise stay in Barcelona. You made your way over to the cruise terminal to embark the serenade of the ships. So how was the embarkation process for you? Excellent. Like I said, we did the choice here through Royal Caribbean, and that included our transfers. And uh, didn't know it, but it included a meet and greet at the airport and a meet and greet at the hotel, both that were excellent, especially when you arrive in a foreign country and it's the first time you've ever been there. It's yeah. uh, great to have somebody that meets you. And then the embarkation process, I think, extremely smooth. We, we were maybe 30 to 45 minutes from the time we got on the bus until we were on the ship. Oh, very good. What were your first impressions of Serenade of the Seas? Typical Royal Caribbean ship, beautiful, the heat, you know, the big foyer area, seven lakes story uh, centrum area is very well done it had been we, we knew that before we left it had been refurbished in 2012 so it was only about six or eight months out of dry dock when we sailed on her so it was like being on a beautiful new ship so you make your way uh, through the ship and you go to your stateroom so what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it we always do an inside stateroom we always save the bucks for specialty dining or sure. excursions or something like that not in the cabin that much, and basically the difference between your inside and outside uh, cabin is you have a window or you have a mirror instead of a window. So anyway, we always do an inside stateroom. Our stateroom is on deck three, lowest deck center ship, which we always try to do. Cabin was on one of the side aisle things with only one other cabin, so it provided a little bit more privacy uh, than you normally have, and the room was a little bit different shape than your typical room. Very good. So you uh, you get to your stateroom, then you go up and try to find some food. So what were your impressions of the dining venues? Let's start at the Lido deck and then the restaurants and specialty restaurants on Serenade of the Seas. Typical Royal Caribbean buffet. Mm -hmm. uh, we just love it. We're Royal Caribbean and uh, celebrity fans typically sail on those. Uh, we do break away from it once in a while, but right. usually with them. The buffets are excellent. Large, lots of serving areas, serving areas broken up with breads and, and uh, desserts and everything in different areas, so it uh, reduces the crowding a little bit. Of course, always on sale day is the uh, most crowded day you run into up there, but mm -hmm. uh, embarkation or debarkation days are the only two days the buffets are crowded at all. Yeah. What do you think of the main dining room? Main dining rooms, uh, we always do my time dining. Mm -hmm. uh, We'd had up. We had all of our times booked before we left. Some late dining times for the three days we were coming back after a long cruise because we knew we hadn't been getting back to the ship at seven o'clock or so. Dining room service, food was just great as always. And did you do any specialty specialty restaurants? Dining, you know, specialty dining. We always do all all the specialty dining packages. We do a specialty dining package with Royal Caribbean that includes. Chops, Giovanni's, Chops Grill, the steakhouse, Giovanni's Italian, and Azumi's, the Japanese restaurant. And on this trip, we, we did uh, two days in Chops Grill. Nice. We just think Chops Grill's the best steakhouse afloat. It's just really good. 
Do you find it's a better deal? Uh, have you ever done like the pricing uh, when you buy that package? Like how much do you actually save when you buy the dining package? It's not much. I don't recall off the top of my head what the price was, but it's about a five or ten or fifteen percent saving, something like that. Okay. Uh, so for the entertainment on Serenade of the Seas, one thing uh, once it went through dry dock recently. Um, they they do this aerial circle circus circus soleil show is what I'm trying to say uh, in that nine story atrium there. Uh, what did you think of the entertainment on the ship? And did you get to catch that performance in the atrium at all? We caught a couple. They have uh, different ones on different nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk was one that they had. It takes the beanstalk from deck three, I think, goes up to deck eight or nine, whatever the height of it is. Right. Just an amazing show. They did a Michael Jackson impersonator show there, several different shows that they have. And the aerials, they had a couple of different aerial shows that they did. So we, we caught most of those because they, they film going or coming from dinner or convenient times. The atrium's turned into a real entertainment area for Royal Caribbean. Yeah, and they have a pretty big theater on that ship. It seats almost 800 people. Did you get to check out any shows in there? We saw the, uh, the typical uh, serenade troupe shows. I think we had two shows that we were able to see. And then they had three or four special guests, and we saw, I think, two of those. The entertainment is just fantastic. Very good. Now, something that says a lot about a cruise ship is how the outside areas are during the sea days. So what were your impressions of the outside by the pool and all the public areas during sea days? Did you find a lot of congestion out there, or did everything seem to flow evenly? The pool, uh, you know, is probably the most congested area, but, you know, they have enough venues around the ship that you can always find a quiet place to go if you want it, or if you want to be with a lot of people, you can do that as well. This particular trip, we only had two sea days out of the 12 days. After three days of 12-hour tours, <laughs> you're doing a lot of resting on the, on a couple of those sea days. Yeah. I love those med sailings that have very few sea days. That's just back. It'll wear you out, definitely, like going from, you know, Rome to Marseille to the next place. But it's, you know, this, like you said, those three 12-hour days will kick your butt. But I really enjoy that. It's really, really cool there. Um, so what ports did you hit on this cruise? We started out with Villa France, uh, Nice, and went to Florence, Pisa, Rome, the Amalfi Coast, and Sol- Solarno, uh, Sicily, Malta, Sardinia. And Morocco. Very good. And this was a bucket list trip for you and your wife. Uh, which one really stuck out the most to you? The ones we liked best were probably Capri and uh, Pompeii at the Malfi Coast. And um, Morocco, we found uh, very nice. Chose there to do a self guided walking tour. We left the ship about 8 o'clock in the morning, got back to the ship maybe at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and never took a bus or a taxi any place. We were all over the city. <laughs> it's, nice. a, it's a pretty good hike downtown. It's about two miles probably to the downtown centrum area, but it's all, you're walking along the marina the entire way, big wide pedestrian walkways, and it was just fantastic. In closing here, I want to give you your final thoughts of the uh, overall experience in the Serenade of the Seas. It could be whatever you want to tell me. So uh, what are your final thoughts on this sailing? If you haven't been to the Mediterranean, book it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wait and do it now. <laughs> it was probably the best trip we'd ever taken. Don't do it without doing at least a two or maybe a three-night stay in Barcelona or wherever you're sailing out of. Don't miss your embarkation city as a port. Yeah. Because Barcelona was as good or better than any of the ports we went to. Nice. It's just just absolute 
stunning city. Unbelievable architecture. Do you have any been there, done that tips for us as far as when it came to planning your Mediterranean cruise or actually being into Europe, like any kind of safety tips or anything? Safety tips, and I think I've, I've seen it and uh, talked to you about it before, is, uh, is in those areas, the pickpockets are rampant in some of the ports. So just be prudent and don't make yourself a target and you won't have any problem at all. Definitely. Well, we've been talking with Don Harley. He's up in Greenville, South Carolina. He shared his experience of his 12-night Royal Caribbean cruise on Serenade of the Seas. Don, my friend, thank you so much for being on the show. Alrighty, that'll do it. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If you're a first-time listener to the show, you'll want to check out all of our back episodes. We have like over 250. Yeah, you can find them at cruiseradio.net. Or check us out on iTunes. An easy way to find us on iTunes is cruiseradio.net slash iTunes. Also, a lot of Facebook interaction happening at facebook.com slash cruiseradio. I'll be talking to you next week from the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.